0: hashtag not my playoffs welcome in, everybody it's been so long since i've done one of these but it needs to be done we are sitting here wednesday afternoon june 6 2018 game three of the nba finals are upon us tonight at 9 p.m eastern i will not be watching personally though but i'm sure millions will i don't know why it's going to be the same thing it's always been i'll get to that later guys this is this is peak basketball season it's the finals things are heating up well, quite the opposite. Things are cooling down because the Warriors are about to sweep. We're going to talk about the Warriors, we're going to talk about the Cavaliers, and then we're going to talk about LeBron James because everybody, and I mean everybody, is trying to compare this man to Michael Jordan. And while it is true it should be done, I think people are kind of over overstepping their boundaries here. And I think they're kind of, I don't know, I just think that they're... They're putting too many, too many little stats for LeBron to carry him over above Jordan. That's just not true in my opinion. So we're going to get into all that. This is a Home Field disadvantage podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Walker. Follow me on Twitter at StephenWalker0, PH, no spaces, no caps. Instagram, StephenJamesWalker. Uh, guys, you can follow us on iTunes. Um, Just hit that subscribe button. Just leave a five-star review, if you will. Um, Share this with your friends. I know there's going to be a lot of controversy with this episode, especially with my buddies that know that it's coming. But hashtag not my playoffs. We are protesting this playoffs. I have not watched an ounce of it, but I'm going to break it down for you about what's about to happen because it's just that easy to predict. It's just that easy. I'm going to tell you what exactly is going to happen tonight and what exactly is going to happen moving forward. So I hope you all listen, hope you all enjoy, and this is Home Field Disadvantage. So here's what's going to happen tonight, okay? LeBron's going to get out to this lead. He's going to get to an early lead like he always does. They're going to look good. They're going to look fired up. They're going to look like something has changed. They're going to look like a different team, right? (laughs) And then they're not. And then the third quarter's going to come. And then Steph's going to get his shot. And then KD's going to get his shot. And it's game over. This is a sweep. This is a sweep. And I'm not going to watch a dime of it. I'm not going to waste my time. Why would I waste my time? (laughs) Watching the finals where it's so predictable. Literally, you can predict every single game. I'm just not going to watch it. So here's what I'm going to talk about tonight. I'm going to talk about some some things that have been brewing in the NBA for a long time for the past couple of years that the Warriors have have rose to power. Why does everyone hate the Warriors? They're a fun team to watch. They jack up a lot of threes. They have a lot of characters on their team with Steph and KD and Draymond. They're out west. They're on the west coast. They have a cool court. They have cool uniforms. Why do people hate the Warriors? (laughs) And it's for all the reasons I just mentioned. On paper, it looks like, man, this would be a fun team to watch. People love this team. And, And don't get me wrong, not everyone hates this team. And people will always hate these good teams. People will always hate teams that load up on players like they do, but they did it right. They didn't do it through trades or signing. They did it through draft. But people will always hate the good teams. People will always hate the Patriots. People will always hate Alabama just because they're good. But there's something different about this team. Because on paper, it looks, it looks like good. Like It looks like, man, this team looks fun to watch. They jack up threes. They have a great, uh, great players on their team. It's just, here's the issue. They're the cockiest team we've ever seen. They're one of the dirtiest teams we've ever seen, and they're very good at hiding that they're one of the dirtiest teams we've ever seen. Two out of the top three people with technical fouls this year in the NBA are in the Warriors. It's Draymond Green and Kevin Durant. And they lead the NBA in ejections their team and those individuals. They Kevin Durant has more ejections than some teams do this year. They're just not a good team. They're they're jerks, they're cocky, they're self righteous, they're things like that. They're not they're not a, a clean team. Technical fouls. I can send you a link if you DM me or text me of Draymond Green's Dirtiest Plays compilation. I can send you a link of Zaza Pachulia's Dirtiest Plays compilation. They're there. Zaza Pachulia shouldn't even be in the league right now. He intentionally dirty plays players. They're a dirty team. Draymond Green's dirty. I don't care what he says off the court. I don't care how supportive his teammates are. He's dirty. And they support that. Zaza is dirty and they support that. Why are they on the team still? They're cocky. And when I say they, I mean Steph Curry. Steph Curry is one of the cockiest players I've ever seen in my life. And don't get me wrong, the man can back it up. He is literally one of the greatest shooters you have ever seen. But it's just so annoying to see him turn around after he shoots a three and starts celebrating. It's so annoying to see him get in people's faces. It's just, it's so annoying. When he shimmies down the court after a three... Or when he gets all, all, all crazy when he's galloping after a three. People don't like that. People don't like watching that. People hate that. He's, he's cheap. He's cocky. He's brash. Another thing about this Warriors team is that they're soft. And I can tell about the NBA in general has gotten soft. I know we probably don't want to hear it. Oh, the NBA's gotten soft. Okay, okay, whatever. But it's true. These people are getting touched. (laughs) And they fall down and flop. Or when they get, they they try to get flops so they can get calls now. I'm telling you, I get more roughed up at Monday night basketball. And I just get up and keep playing. It's soft. It's so soft, and this team is one of the softest. They have a crybaby attitude. They cry about everything. They whine about everything. They think they've got it so bad. They think they've got it so challenged when they're one of the best teams ever. They have three Hall of Famers, and he yes, three, not four. Draymond Green is not a Hall of Fame player. I don't know why people say that. Draymond Green would be nowhere if he was not on the Warriors. You talk about a man who got lucky. Draymond Green, you put him on the Mavericks? Toast. Bye-bye. Three Hall of Famers. Three of the greatest shooters we've ever seen. Offensive players in general we've ever seen. And Kevin Durant, Clay Thompson, and Steph Curry. And y'all think it's challenging? No! That's why the Warriors are so disliked. They think they have it bad. They whine about calls, which all the NBA does, but they do it extremely. They're cocky. They're dirty. They're cheap. They think they have it all figured out and want to push all what they think is best on us. It's just not true. And that's why they're so disliked. I. I People lift up Steph Curry as this awesome human being, and we all have flaws. I have flaws. I'm not trying to judge this man. But I don't want my kid to be modeled after Steph Curry, showboating all over the court, celebrating before the shot is made, shimmying and dancing all over the court. No, I don't want that at all. That's not happening. That's why I have an issue. This team on paper looks good. They look fun. They look like people would enjoy them. A lot of people do. A lot of people who are new to basketball love this team because they look fun. They're exciting. They dance around. They. Another thing about the Warriors is their their, their bench is so hectic. If you see a player shoot on that side, they just go up to that side and start making chaos towards them. And I know a lot of teams do it, but they just seem so extra about it. That's what this team is. It's extra. That's why people have a problem with the Warriors. (laughs) I I don't know why people are watching this series, guys. It's going to be a sweep. It's going to end in four games. The Warriors are going to beat the Cavs by at least 10 tonight. It's over. You couldn't pay me? Well, I guess you probably could pay me to watch that series. That's not true. (laughs) Never mind. I'll take donations through Venmo if you want to pay me, and I'll watch game four, but... Here's here's the moment we've all been waiting for. It's LeBron. Because a lot of people say I'm a LeBron hater, and I am. I'll admit to that. It's one of my flaws. I I I hate LeBron. I can't stand him. But I'm also fair to LeBron. I will give praise to LeBron when he deserves it. I will acknowledge his greatness. LeBron is playing like no other right now. LeBron is out of this world. His averages in the playoffs, his efficiency, his style of play, is just it's gone up dramatically in this playoffs. It's his best playoffs he's ever had. He will never play better than he has this playoffs and it's amazing that he's 33 years old and doing it that's the crazy thing about it he's 33 and playing at this level after a 15 year career i'll give it to you he should be mvp this year what he's done with that team who is who is not that bad but i'll get into that later what he's done with his team he deserves mvp he shouldn't even be in the finals right now. He should have lost the Pacers series. He should have lost the Boston series. But somehow, some way, LeBron has gotten this team to the finals to get swept. They got into the finals. But here's, here's the thing about LeBron James. And, and I blame this on sports writers. I blame this on the media. And I blame this about other people who have never seen Michael Jordan play, including myself. It's this narrative that he's just this great chosen one. It's this narrative that he's always been encompassed around that he's the greatest of all time, and while he's up there, I th- I think he cracks the top five. I think he cracks the- cracks the- craps. I think he cracks the top five for sure. But better than Jordan? <laughs> it's laughable. It's laughable. And I think sometimes we, we talk about, we talk about this, this concept of you're stuck in the past. You know, These older people who have seen LeBron play and also Michael play, they say they're stuck in the past. They've seen all these things. They don't want to say that LeBron's better because Michael is their goat. Michael is their greatest of all time. So that, that makes them feel uncomfortable to change that, to accept that it's someone different. But here's something I want to bring to you all tonight. Maybe we're stuck in the present and stuck in the moment. You ever thought about that? What if we're stuck in the moment? What if we're seeing this awesome play of LeBron James? We're seeing this awesome play uh, by him and, and what he's done in this playoffs, and we're saying, man, that's amazing. I don't know if Michael's better than him because Michael played 20, 30, almost 30 years ago. Maybe we're stuck in the moment. I just I just said that LeBron is having the, time, the 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 year of his of his career right now, playoffs wise. He will never have a better playoffs than he did right now and he won't win the championship. But he's not the GOAT, guys. And it's cause this narrative of his the chosen one tattoo, right? Telling himself he's great, telling himself he's remarkable, letting y'all know that he's the best of all time, and y'all accepting that. He's not. The numbers are almost the same. The stats do matter, and they are lined up with MJs. But then there's the eye test, and then there's the play. And I've gone back, and I've seen videos of Michael Jordan play. I've watched whole games of Michael Jordan play, not just his best games, not just his crazy games, but just a regular game. It's significantly different than LeBron. Jordan had a higher motor. Jordan was more attacker. Jordan was the more ripped-your-throat-out-when-it-counted guy. I know LeBron has had two clutch plays this playoffs in clutch moments, but overall, this man is not clutch. Just like we say that Michael Jordan was clutch, but that doesn't mean 100% of the time he was making the last winning shot. But overall, LeBron is not clutch in the same way that Michael Jordan is always clutch. For some reason, for some reason, LeBron will not embrace his role as a scorer and choose to be a passer. I know he's a phenomenal passer. But I want to remind you of a time, and I thank you for John Hodges for reminding me of this and telling me about this, as someone who's seen the game, seen seen Michael Jordan play. For a good month or two, Phil Jackson put Michael Jordan at point guard. And he was averaging a triple-double. If Michael Jordan had played point guard, wow. I wonder what would have happened. It's so different now. There's so many more points being scored. The offense is higher-motored. There's no set positions like there was in the 90s with Jordan. The three-point ball wasn't as, wasn't as, as, as coveted as it is now. So of course LeBron James' stats are going to be awesome when there's more offense to be played, when it's faster paced, when athletes are more athletic, when they're faster, they're bigger, they're stronger. There's no surprise there. But what matters is the eye test. When stats are almost the same, and they are, Jordan's got him beat in a couple categories except for assists and rebounds. The eye test is what you have to look at. And when I look at LeBron, who's always flopping, who's always whining, who's always crying, who's always faking injury, who's always got a problem, who never owns up his leadership, except when it's easy to do so, it's Jordan, man. Michael Jordan would beat LeBron James one-on-one, 10 out of 10. LeBron wouldn't get a game out of him. Jordan would bully him. Jordan would force him to take outside shots. Jordan would go right by him. It'd be over. And then LeBron would whine about it on Twitter. Baby Bron Bron. LeBron's a flopper. He's the softest superstar of all time. I literally did a presentation for a class in college about how LeBron was the softest superstar of all time. He flops. He fakes it. He whines. You want that person to be your greatest of all time? You want that person to be the greatest basketball player, the model basketball player for all time? A guy who literally every game whines about something, not whines, but fakes an injury? What? Jordan, Jordan played all 82 games. What? 12 out of the 14 years he played? And the only two he didn't was because one was, I mean, he wasn't even in the, 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 the season until later on when he decided to come back. He was much more athletic than LeBron, in my opinion. He used his athleticism. He was better at the rim. He was a better finisher. Better jump shot. Could have been a better three-point shooter if he would actually focus on that. But the three-point ball wasn't as important as it is now. That's why LeBron has a better three-point percentage. And I'm not sure LeBron's a better passer than Jordan. We never got to see Jordan's passing as much as we could. That's the thing about Jordan. I just wonder if Jordan, if, if Jordan would have played point guard, I wonder how his passing would have been. I just wonder. But LeBron gets the MVP, I think. I think he deserves it. I don't think he will get it. But here's the thing I hate the most about LeBron and the thing I hate the most about LeBron fans. It's this double standard. What am I talking about? What happens when the media and the LeBron fans, and even LeBron himself... What happens when LeBron is winning with this team? With teams that he's always played on? Oh, LeBron makes everyone around him better. LeBron elevates all his game. LeBron, LeBron elevates everyone around him into a better team. He makes his team better all the time. What happens when that same team is losing? Oh, LeBron doesn't have enough help. Oh, it's always him. It's on him. He's carrying the entire load. One thing I've argued with every single LeBron fan is name me one player that has gotten better significantly because LeBron came to town. The one player I can think of that I will give y'all is Chris Anderson, Birdman. That's it. Dwayne Wade was already an all-star. The only thing LeBron did was just get him more open baskets. That's not making him better. That's just giving him more open touches. He's still got to make those. I'll tell you who he got worse when he went on their team. Kevin Love. Remember when Kevin Love was getting 30 points and 30 boards? Remember when Kevin Love was having amazing years in Minnesota? Now he's an afterthought, it seems like. Remember the M- the all-star Chris Bosch? Remember what he did when he went to Miami? He got worse. What happened with these role players? Let's talk about role players. George Hill. George Hill was awesome in Utah. He's an afterthought now. Rodney Hood, awesome in Utah. Doesn't even play. J.R. Smith plays before him. And we all saw what J.R. Smith did in game one. I'll name other players if you want. I'll do it. Ray Allen was the same. Kyrie Irving was already an all-star. You don't think Kyrie Irving would still gotten better than he is right now if LeBron was on his team? I still think so. It's natural talent. He doesn't make everyone around him better. He just makes the team better because he's good. He doesn't make individuals better. That's not one of his qualifications. Stop saying that. Just say the team gets better wins, which they do because it's LeBron. He's the greatest in the league right now. I'm acknowledging he's the greatest in the league. And I'm acknowledging that he gets players open to spots that they wouldn't be normally. But they still got to hit those shots. I mean, what, what are they shooting, 25% off LeBron passes? That's awful. You're telling me that makes people around him better when they're shooting 25% off his passes? Oh, but they're not good enough to shoot. Well, I thought he made him better. It's a double standard. It's a double standard. And nobody wants to say how bad the team is until they start losing. Nobody ever wants to say, oh, this team is awful. Until they start losing. That's the thing about LeBron, it's all about the narrative. And I'll give it to him. He's controlled it awesomely. He has literally dictated the media and the media's narrative of him. That's pretty impressive enough. The greatest of all time, stop. Stop. I'd take Magic Johnson before I take LeBron James. I'll take Larry Bird before I take LeBron James. Sometimes I'll take Kobe before I take LeBron James. I don't know. Kobe's a superstar, man. He's got rings and he's got the clutch genie's He's just like Jordan. I want Kobe on my team. I also want LeBron, but i take Kobe. I would gladly take Kobe. It's the narrative. And we've all been brainwashed. We've all been brainwashed into thinking that LeBron is the greatest of all time just because somebody said it so. And then somebody else said it. And then somebody else said it. So now we just have to believe it and say it as fact. It's not. Think about it. Their stats are around the same. But what's the eye test tell you? What's the rings tell you? What's the level of competition? You can say this Warriors team is amazing, one of the best of all time, and I give you that. But this whole narrative that he's been to eight straight finals when he's played in one of the weakest conferences ever in the NBA. You're telling me he went to seven games with an Indiana Pacer team that barely scraped into the playoffs? Or seven games with a Boston team that missed its two best players when they were full health, LeBron? You're telling me that is someone who we call the GOAT? No. I, I just won't believe it. LeBron would have to win every single championship for the rest of his career, however, however long that may be, to be considered the GOAT. He's got to beat Jordan, or at least tie it with him. And he won't. It's the narrative, it's all about the narrative. Man, I hope you enjoy this. I know this was controversial. I know this was um kind of dark at some point, you know? I kind of got a little little uh, you know, a little droopy, but you know, it's it's the finals. I'm excited. I love sports. We talk sports on this podcast a lot. I love sports. I have a passion for sports. And I hate it whenever I can predict sports. I hate it whenever I can go and say, "Okay, I know who's going to win that," so I'm not going to watch it. It's awful. It's awful. Man, I hope y'all subscribe. I hope y'all leave a five-star review. This is Home Field Disadvantaged Podcast. You can find me on iTunes. You can find me on Google Play. I don't think Spotify has this anymore, but man, tell me what y'all think. Talk to me, Twitter. Talk to me. Text me. Shoot me text messages. I'm sure I'm going to get disagreements after disagreements, but think about it. Just think about it for a second. Think about what I've said, digest it, and then come back to me. Don't come back to me with, oh, LeBron's the goat. You're just a hater. No, I'm not a hater. I just said he is should be MVP this year. He's had the greatest playoffs of his career, one of the greatest playoff stretches I've ever seen. And he's had an amazing year. He's the best player in the league right now. But don't tell me he's the greatest of all time. Because first off, I don't think you know basketball enough to think that. And I think you're stuck in the moment. I'm Stephen Walker, signing off. Thanks, guys, so much. Oh, thank you.